evening. Happy Friday, KBLA delegation. How y'all feeling? We have come to the end of the first week of the new year. And I don't know the work week, right? And I don't know about y'all, but I'm still feeling pretty good and excited about what God's going to do in the next 12 months. I can't stop thinking that we are now in 2024. And again, it is January and there is so much possibility pregnant within every single day. And I hope that you all aren't just thinking about what you want this year to mean for you. I hope you're actually doing things, intentional things, writing your plan down, having conversations with the right people. It is not too early. Do not let this year catch you being the same person you were this time last year. We ain't having none of that. All right. Special hello to my friends in the thick of the drive home. Just think it's Friday. You've left the office for the week. Hopefully you've left work at work. And once you get home tonight, you will have two days of relief from the road rage and traffic madness. How about that? But in the meantime, in between time, we got you. We are here to keep you company and to help you power through the honking horns, abrupt stops, inconvenient accidents, and unexpected detours. Hello also to those of you who are still at work and those who've already made it home safely. Welcome to the Rye Report as I've been saying all week long, I invite you to go for the ride with us as well. Indeed, we have a lot to talk about. We have a great conversation in store for you. Just in case you haven't figured it out by now, I am Mache Duffy. I host an amazing show called The Backstory with Mache every Saturday from 1 to 2 right here on KBLA Talk 1580. However, this week and next week, in, the, in addition to hosting my show, I have the distinct honor and pleasure of hosting, guest hosting the Rye Report for my colleague and my friend, Robin Ayers. So, it's a lot going on in the world and I had been thinking and thinking and thinking about what to choose from. And I landed on this topic about Jonathan Major's upcoming ABC interview. Before I get into that, though, I want to welcome in my tag team partner for tonight, guest contributor, Stephanie O. Welcome, hey, Stephanie. How are you? I'm amazing. Hi. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so excited for the weekend to be right around the corner. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so looking forward to it as well. Thanks again for joining us tonight. So grateful for your presence. Stephanie, tonight we're going to talk about Jonathan Major's upcoming interview um, after having been found guilty on December the 18th. Um, he mm -hmm. is speaking out for the first time. And um, I think that's going to be uh, very interesting for context and, you know, just for some framing for people who just might not be familiar with the story, Stephanie. There may be some out there that haven't been keeping track. Uh, Creed three actor Jonathan Majors was found guilty in a Manhattan, New York courtroom on December 28th of 2023. I mean, December 18th, 2023 of assaulting and harassing his former girlfriend by the name of Grace Jabbery. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. These are misdemeanor charges that carry could carry up to one year of a prison term. 
Upon being found guilty, Disney dropped Jonathan Majors from his leading Marvel role as Kang the Conqueror. Although Majors has starred in other films like Devotion, The Harder They Fall, and Defy Blood, this Marvel lead was a big, big deal. And to be fired from Marvel, of course, is an even bigger deal. Here's what mm. it gets interesting to me, though, Stephanie. Disney fired Jonathan Majors. Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns ABC. ABC is the network Jonathan Majors has decided he wants to give his first interview to. How mm-hmm. is that? How, how do you give your first interview to the company that fired you? That fired you. Yeah, you know, I, when they announced that he was going to be on ABC, the show is going to air on Monday, I believe. I don't know if it's going to be a multiple-part series or how they're going to do it. So it, part, it'll be a least. first part Monday morning on Good Morning America, right? And then uh-huh. there will uh-huh. be an extended interview streaming on ABC News Live Prime with Lindsay Davis, who's the sister who's going to be interviewing him Monday night at 7 p.m. Got Eastern it. Standard Time. And then... ABC Studios Nightline will stream a half-hour special with more of the interview and half-hour increments beginning on Thursday. Got it. So he's just he's just giving him, them a lot of ad dollars right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why he would do it. I'm sure he has uh, he seems smart enough, and maybe he has a good reason for it. I think maybe also you know in leaving Marvel. Um, I, I also don't think that maybe it's a permanent thing mm. as far as him leaving Disney. He may be out on Marvel, but still have ties to Disney. And maybe that's the case. Um, and they're just waiting for things to blow over, especially since the, uh, the, the, the charges he was convicted on don't carry a very long Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like, you know, they had to kind of, they had to show that, you know, you're not gonna get away with, this but you know it's kind of a slap on the wrist I'm yeah not i was about to say that because, yeah so but it's if they give there's it's something you know mm-hmm. i don't even think he's going to end up doing jail time you know but yeah. um I, I think that maybe he still has ties to disney just not to marvel it's one of those things like we're going to do something for this pr mm-hmm. uh moment but in the background he knows he still has a, a home at disney Got you, got you, got you. Now, it's so interesting because I was thinking that maybe he's doing it to kind of stay. Also, I was thinking, in addition to what you're saying, that maybe he's doing it to stay in Disney's good graces, right? Like you said, so Mm -hmm. that it's not a thing of him burning the bridge, right? And that he Mm -hmm. could potentially get back over. Because think about it. He knows that ABC owns Marvel and Disney. And I'm sure CBS and NBC were interested in having a conversation with him, too. So it's not like he didn't have anywhere to go. Everybody probably wanted the first interview. And for him to choose that, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe this is his way of saying, you know, I don't want to burn the bridge. And I want to, you know, leave myself an opportunity to show myself friendly. Right. Yeah. I I think you're absolutely right. I think that's definitely a possibility as well. Um, I, you know, I, I'm leaning towards, I just don't think that the ties are as severed as they want us to believe. Gotcha. Um, 
Yeah. Got you. Listen, when we come forward, I want to have some fun with this. Stephanie, I'm going to pull you in. I don't want to give it away right now. But listen, you all, it's Friday night. We're going to laugh and have a good time with this. It's not a laughing matter, but the, the, the approach I have for this, I think we're going to be able to have some fun with it, Stephanie. This is The Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Indeed, you are. Happy Friday, KBLA delegation. So happy to have you all here. Happy to have my friends in the chat as well. Terry Tear, I am um, grateful that you think I sound like Robin. That's my girl. Love her. And we just sending her all the love tonight. Terry believes that John was potentially promised a show. Stephanie, uh, one of our persons in the chat is saying that John um, was probably uh, Jonathan Majors was probably um, promised a show by Disney. What do you think about that? You know, it's possible. I mean, he was on a show um, with Marvel on Disney, and um, they had he had a series. It's possible that he may appear somewhere else on Disney. I I, I really do believe that. I don't think that they're uh, they're cutting ties. I think that he's just not going to be part of Marvel. But Disney is still going to keep him around for something. And Disney has a lot of content. They just acquired Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. tons that mm-hmm. they can do with him. So, you know, I don't think he's lost as much as, you know, they're making it look. I think that they just have to make it look like they did something because, you know, there are consequences to, to your some actions. Type of punishment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So here's where I want to have some fun, Stephanie. It's Friday. Monday is three days away. But here's what I know. Mm-hmm. You and I are amazing journalists in our own right. Right. And Mm -hmm. so tonight Mm -hmm. I want us to sit in Lindsay Davis's seat, the lady whose assistant's going to interview him on Monday. And from that seat, I want to know, what do you want to know from him? What are the questions you'd ask Jonathan Major if you were interviewing him tonight? Oh, I have so many. Yes. Uh And then I also want you all to chime in in the chat. Put your questions in there. We're going to put those out for other folk to hear. You could also call us in tonight with your questions because I'm just really, really interested to hear, you know, what what we want to hear from him. Go ahead. So go ahead, Stephanie. What's your questions? What would be your questions? What do I – I think my first question would be um, why – well, first question, I need to know the back story and the understanding behind his comments regarding her being his Michelle Obama and Coretta Scott King. I need to know why he chose that for a white partner. Mm. That just didn't, it it Mm. didn't make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me. So I would Mm -hmm. love to know his thought process behind that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Would also love to know where, how did we get to a point where she was recording their conversations um, because you don't just, you know, when you're in a relationship, you don't just start recording conversations between you and your significant other. Sure, for sure. Um, you're recording because you're trying to uh, have some type of evidence for something. When did we get to that? And how did we get to that point where she's recording to have some type of evidence that something is going on? Mm. Um, Cause there has to been some kind of trouble in paradise, I think for right. us to get there. Right. Um, and then I would love to know him and Megan Good. How did we get here? 
Yes. Where did they cross paths? Yes. How okay. Okay. So I got an answer for you. That one. When that was Stephanie. Um, they okay. met at they met at a movie theater here in L.A. in May, uh-huh. and it said that from the moment they met, they kind of just were vibing and feeling each other, hit it off, and have been dating ever since. And I don't know if you know, but they both have said that they have spiritually married. Even though they have not physically tied the knot. <laughs> Andy is having a fit over that. there. They said that they have they are spiritually already one. She says she fell in love with him because he is kind, respectful, honest, and a loyal man who treats her like a queen. Listen to this. She said that he makes her laugh, inspires her, challenges her, and supports her dreams. She said that he is her best friend and her soulmate. She also said, finally... That she married him because, again, they're spiritually married because she felt God's blessing on their relationship. She said she prayed and asked God to send her the right person after her divorce from Devon in 2022. And then she met Majors at the right time and felt a divine connection with him. So she said in her heart and spirit, they're already married, even though they have not officially exchanged (laughs) vows. I'm listening, Stephanie. I, you know, I think Megan may need to sit in on this interview because I, I need her to, she has got to explain that to me. I don't understand it. If it is all those things, then what was her first husband? Mm. I, I don't know. Mm. I, we got to, she has to sit down and we got to talk about this. She may be interviewed part two because yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the. I don't want to get too far from the, what do we want to ask Jonathan? But, you know, this spiritual marriage thing, I, I'd love, like you, I'd like to know what does that mean, right? Like, what what is mm-hmm. that about? And did you also not feel spiritually married to Devon, you know? Um, yes, exactly. And, and where did that end up? And, of course, we know all marriages aren't perfect and none of them last forever. All of them do not last forever. But it's kind of the same language that we heard before um, in terms of why she was so in love with her first husband. So I thought that was interesting. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you said, how did Megan, you know, kind of get involved? And here's the other question about Megan. You know, some have said, Stephanie, that her presence or her being with him impacted his sentence. Have you heard that? And what do you think about that suggestion or that thought? I have heard that. Um, I don't know if I can say whether it did or not. It's a possibility that it did, though, for him to have some, you know, have a woman by his side, a loyal woman who's there every court hearing. Um, It's, you know, especially when you're dealing with a case like this revolving around a significant other or an ex-significant other. I feel like maybe that does help a bit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or it could possibly help. You know, it's that, that, that I want to say implicit bias in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I can't say for sure if that's the case, but it's quite possible that her presence, you know, in the courtroom every single time definitely played a part in how he appeared in front of the judge and, and jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, again, like that's part of the thought. So I will say this. Some of my questions, Stephanie, are do you have anger issues? Right. And if you do, mm-hmm. are you in therapy? 
Um, and what has this experience, experience taught you? I know Houston, Texas, in the chat wants to know his question. Her question would be, what question, um, no, what would, what does she say? What would you do differently? I think that's a great question as well. Like you said, once I the did. young lady, his girlfriend started taping, why did he keep going on and on and on? And that's why I'm like, do you have anger issues? Because sometimes people who have anger issues aren't able to come down. You know, once they reach a thousand, it's kind of at a point of no return and they're going to go as far as they're going to go. And then they come down when they come down, but they're not able to control it in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought. Yeah, no, it, I totally agree. And I <laughs> thought that this has been, I had the wonderful pleasure of being in the Jennifer Hudson audience when he came on her show to promote devotion. And uh-huh. he was just, he always appeared to me to be a very calm spirit. Someone who mm-hmm. like meditated and I'm just guessing. Someone who meditated, someone who could, in fact, control his emotions. And then there's this thought about, I'm just going to say it. Women may be mad at me about it, but that women know how to push a man's button. Andy's about to jump Mm -hmm. out of his skin. Um, That women know (laughs) how to push a man's buttons. And even when we know we've gone too far, it doesn't stop us from continuing to go and to push. And so... I wonder, was it that? Was it that? And I mean, hey, she was white. He's black. Did she know that recording him? Because she said she never wanted him to get in trouble with the police or to go to jail. Well, who involved the police if you never wanted him to get in trouble with the police? And as you said a moment so ago. I think he he called the police. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he called, um it turned into a whole def- different thing. Okay. My question, though, um, that you now that you bring that up, that does bring like some some good points. Um, it's what was I trying to say? I can't even get it out now because you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good," and <laughs> and then I totally forgot. That's but that no, happens. I, I really, yeah, I know. I. I, I it's gonna come back. That he to did you. call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did call. So he did involve the, the cops. Okay, but you know, it's one of those things where I feel like, like you said, like does he have anger issues? And at some point, was there a point where you should have just left? Yeah. Was there ever a point where this could have not gotten this bad to where going this far? Because here's the other thing about yeah. calling the police: you are a black man, and you are involved with a white woman. You're calling the police, and you think what is going to happen? Like, you gotta be smarter than that, my brother. There's, I'm like you. Why do you? I have two grown sons, right? And I have taught my sons from teenage years when they started dating girls. If an argument ensues, leave. Get Put as much distance mm-hmm. between you and her as possible. If she puts her hands on you, immediately leave because it's never going to turn out in your favor. He's a grown 37 year old man. Why he didn't know that, I'm not sure. Could he have not left? Did she do what women can do sometimes, stand in the front of the door and you ain't leaving out kind of thing? We don't know. But I think him leaving would have been a better thing to do than calling the police because I just could not see that going any other way but bad. 
It seemed, and it just seems like they just had an ongoing toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. There were just multiple situations, and that relationship should have ended a long time ago. Um, so I hope that, and I think you asked this before, is like, have have they has he learned anything from it? I'm hoping he has, mm-hmm. and that he is making the right decisions because you know I'm hoping that that he and Megan last forever. But in the case that they don't, and he ends up with someone else. He's going to have to, it's going to be a real hard situation getting back out there with someone who, you know, may not be famous or you may have their own uh, agenda when they're dating him, you know, Mm -hmm. who knows? Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to watch his back. Yeah. And Lavelle brings up a good point. Lavelle says in the chat, he probably thought he better call first, you know, call the police before she called the police. And, And I can completely Appreciate that. I certainly could uh, get behind that. You think that you calling would say to the police, listen, I'm trying to de-escalate this situation and put both of us in a healthier, safer place. But again, I stand by my thought that as a black man, I just don't see that turning out well. When we come forward, we're going to talk some more about Megan Good. We're going to talk some more about um, this upcoming interview and what it may could mean for Jonathan Majors. But I also want to talk about what he should not say. What what he should not even touch in the interview. This is the Rye Report right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Rye Report. Hello, everybody. Hi, KBLA delegation. So glad you all are here with us tonight. It's Friday. Time to dance a little bit. And Andy gave us some music to do just that. Drive, those in your car driving home, you hanging in there with us? And those of you in the chat, again, thanks for being here. We appreciate you all so much. And I certainly appreciate my guest contributor for tonight, Stephanie O. Thanks again for being here with me, sis. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. So during the break, I was thinking about this idea of these questions, right? Um, who was this? Uh, before I do that, Terry in the chat said, Jonathan will probably get probation, especially if his trial is in um, Los Angeles. Pretty Brown Mimi, happy Friday to you too. We thank you for being here and joining us tonight. Uh, It's good to see all of you. Um, But I was thinking some more about these questions, Stephanie. And here's Uh some more questions I have, right? Um, Uh Who has been there for you that you did not expect? I know I haven't been through anything like this, but I've had trials, certainly. And there's always this person that calls you that you didn't think would be thinking about you or even would care. And I wonder who that person is for him. Right. And then I wonder what is the most helpful advice he's been given through this experience, because there's always this piece of wisdom that comes unexpectedly that you get to hold on to. It might be a quote. It might be a prayer. It just may be somebody. And then, you know, I'm thinking there's Megan Good, right? So maybe she's been that unexpected person that has come to support and help him. Because when you're in the middle of a trial, and I'm only speculating here, of course, as I can only can, you're in the middle of a trial for assaulting a woman in a relationship. 
And a part of me thinks that would make some women think twice about him. What do you think? Right. No, I absolutely agree. I, I know I would think twice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That would definitely be, you know, something I would be a little careful about. Um, I want to know all the facts. I would love to know, too, just to piggyback off that question. I'd love to add, how did the conversation go between him and Megan? How did he explain to her mm. what happened mm-hmm. and how was, you know, and, and kind of what you said about the advice, but how did she receive it, you yeah. know? Um, because that's a conversation that definitely has to happen um, before you get into a relationship and, you know, show up with me at court every month is what happened and, you know, how did we get here? And so I would love to know the conversation, how that conversation went between him and Megan as he's explaining to her um, and how she received it. You right, know, because... what was her. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Because no, I was no. going to say at the point that they meet, he has not been a verdict has not been given. He's in the thick of this. And so whatever mm-hmm. he says, you know, she, he's not been found guilty or innocent. So whatever he says is what she's standing with him on. And, you know, to your point, what does he say to convince her that I'm good to date? You know, you ain't got to worry about me putting my hands on you. This isn't true. Um, I don't know. You know, she brought out the worst to me. I don't know what he would say, but it would certainly make me, as you said, feel a little bit tentative. Maybe it's at least until the trial was over, you know, to kind of see what the evidence looks like, to see what happens. And I'll also say this. Different people bring out different aspects of us, right? So Mm -hmm. not that any one person should cause you to put your hand on them or to harass them. But I I believe, and it's been my experience, that different people bring out different parts of us. And so it may be the case that this young lady was not good for him and therefore did not bring out the best in him. And it took him you know, a while to figure that out. And this was the road that took him, that he had to go down to figure that out. And at the same time, there's a Megan Good who could bring out the best in him or a better version of him. What do you think about that? No, I absolutely agree. I think that, you know, different people can bring out different versions of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when he met Megan, though, it's like, how do you know what version of some? someone you bring out yes. you never know right you don't you don't so, <laughs> you know good point so it's like i i would love to know you know how we got to this point that you are now on trial for a potentially abusive situation and how do i know that i'm not going to take you there so um, so stephanie what yeah. what would a guy have to say to convince you that it's okay to date uh, him I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am so skeptical and cynical, uh-huh. and I question everything. I would have to wait. I would literally be in court going over the evidence myself. Mm, you know, that's okay. how. Stephanie say, I'm I that girl. I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm one of those people. I don't, you can't tell me anything. Mm. It's going to have to be me figuring this out for myself and determining if I am choosing to move forward. But as far as someone just telling me like, hey, you can trust me. 
Absolutely not. Now, I, would I'm you... the girl that Googles men, you know, when they give me their name. I'm Googling them okay. to make sure they don't have it. I'm that girl. Andy's shaking <laughs> his head at you. I just want you to know. Then let me ask you this. <laughs> would you want to or care to talk to the other the young lady grace is her name would you care to talk to her if she if she was willing to have a conversation would you want to talk to her to hear her side of the story as an interviewer or as megan as megan as megan i would you know i i think it depends on kind of what he says and okay. if i even slightly believe it or don't believe it if it sounds believable and plausible then i may not need to hear her side okay. but Especially if it's coming out in court anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's something where I just get this itching feeling that mm, I'm not quite believing what he's saying, then I would definitely want to go further and figure out, you know, how to get reach out to her and, and hear what she has to say. But if I feel like if I have to do all of that, I probably don't need to be with you anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it's too much. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, here's another question I have that I want us to unpack. This is to Jonathan. You've watched other people get canceled or lose everything in the blink of an eye. Did you ever think it could happen to you? Because I don't think, I think that people think that happened to them. It can't happen to me because why? Right? Like I'm Jonathan Majors or I'm never going to put myself in that position. Do you think he has some thoughts about being canceled what that feels like oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah i definitely think he does i think that his legal team and, I, and this is kind of what i wanted to touch on earlier now that it just came back to me but his legal team I'm, i would love to ask him about his legal team and where he got them from because they did a terrible job of focusing on the court of public opinion mm really early like they were releasing text they were releasing sides of stories that weren't necessarily true or they weren't necessarily what came out in court um they were releasing a lot of things where you could kind of tell that they were they had a big focus on the court of public opinion early and i always hate that because i feel like you could you should focus on the court of law the court of public opinion is not important uh you you should worry about winning your case Mm. <laughs> you win the case, you're good. Mm. And so I do think that he did have concerns about being canceled early on and he wanted to get ahead of it, mm-hmm. but it was not looking good. It didn't, it did more harm than good for a lot of the things that like, if you go back and read some of the texts that they, they leaked early on, mm-hmm. those texts still showed that something happened. Um, it read like something happened and it didn't really do what I think he thought it was going to do. Mm. So I think that, yeah, that there definitely was a concern that he was going to be canceled and he tried to get ahead of it, but his legal team was just incompetent when it came to the PR side of things and did a terrible job there. And I would have definitely suggested they focus their efforts on winning over the court of law, not the court of public opinion. Gotcha. Gotcha. Andy. Houston, Texas wants to know your thoughts. Now, do we have time or do we need to wait till the other side? Okay, okay. Houston, Texas, here's his Andy. Here's your uh, answer, Andy. Here's Andy telling us his thoughts. Um, I don't know. Where should I start? <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're having this conversation about what questions would you have for uh, majors, but you can share whatever you want. 
What are your thoughts? Is what Houston, Texas <laughs> wants to know. Um, just, you know, h- how are you doing spiritually? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, That's a good one. You know, um, just, I think you guys covered covered it pretty much. Mm-hmm. You and Stephanie held it down. Okay. I, I just hope that, you know, he comes out of this situation um, okay. Mm-hmm. And I hope that he's learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, Now, when you say learned his lesson, what lesson would that be that you <laughs> hope he learned, Andy? You know, uh, you got to be careful dealing with these white chicks. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, like, and I, no disrespect, but, like, I think that's one of the reasons why he made that comment about the whole Michelle Obama, you know. He, I think he knew, he knew what the optics were. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why he was caught running away. Mm. So it was kind of weird for you to call the police, mm-hmm. and then you're in a situation where you end up running mm-hmm. because you probably knew what the optics were. Yep. So... And, you know, he's a young man. I think he's still trying to figure things out and figure life out. So um, just hopefully that that he's learned his lesson mm-hmm. and to just, you know, move accordingly. You know, you were pretty much on the rise. Yeah. It always seems like that, you know, when you're like becoming that person, that yeah. individual, you yeah. know, and it's always something that kind of pushes this individual back. Mm. I think he just needs to just relax, chill, build 100 percent with uh, with Megan Good. And, and what do you think about the two of them together? Do you have a thought, um, an opinion? The the whole Megan thing, talk about we're spiritually. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't buy that. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean it's a good look. Hopefully it's not a rebound situation. Hopefully it's not a situation where he was like, yeah, I need to get me a a, a sister now. But the thing is, they both are coming out of relationships, right? right? She's coming out, right, Stephanie? She's coming out from Devon. He's coming out from this lady Grace. And you know, from a rebound perspective, that's that's not a bad question to ask. Have you all even had time to heal that. and to, again, get some perspective about what you just went through? And for him, he's still in the middle of a trial when he gets this new lady. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at the Raw Report. Keep it live. Indeed you are. Thanks for being there. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. I am Michelle Duffy. I am guest hosting for my sister and my colleague Robin Ayers. And it has been my pleasure to do so. I'll be here again with you next week. And in the chat, uh, what we got going on in the chat? Jamal says his lesson, Jonathan Major's lesson, should be to not let your ego get in the way of your true blessings. We have a free will to be our own worst enemy. That is very, very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Um, Stephanie, what should he mm-hmm. not say? What should Jonathan Majors not say in this interview on Monday oh coming up? That is a great question because he has not been sentenced yet. Mm-hmm. So he does. He definitely has to be very careful with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what he should say is anything that exhibits some sort of remorse. So mm-hmm. he should not come out with an ego um, and he should not still come out. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't maintain that he's innocent or anything like that, but he shouldn't have this arrogance. To him when discussing it, I think he should be very humble and um, I don't want to say apologetic, 
because I want to say because apologize. I don't want him to say that he he did anything unless he did. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, be just very careful with his words, but come off as very genuine and sorry that this event even had to take place and escalate it to what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologize more for that than for any like physical actions that took place. But um, yeah, because he hasn't been sentenced yet, so it's very. He has to be very careful how he handles it. Mm-hmm. And I think from a perspective of what he shouldn't say, I don't think he should just make it his business to just blame, blame, blame and point the finger and point the finger and point the finger. Right. As you said, where it is incumbent upon him to take responsibility for his actions, that's one thing. But I wouldn't even make it about her. I would really, because my last question to him is, with all the projects gone, with everyone having their say, with the world watching you go in and out of court, do you see yourself any differently than you did before the charges? Because I believe that, as um, Eckhart Tolle says, life happens for us, not to us. And for me, the focus should be about what did this come to teach me about me? Not even necessarily about women, but what did this come to teach me about me? Because I firmly believe that the more we tune, tune into ourselves and we extract from our life experiences what they came to teach us the better off we will be and so when you run up against a woman woman whose spirit isn't right and who just for some reason doesn't align with you you're you're quicker you're better able to say woman man whomever uh, this vibration don't feel right. This this doesn't feel right. This mm-hmm. doesn't work for me, right? And you find your way away from that person as quickly as you can. So for me, I hope that he has been reflecting on himself and what he takes from this experience and how he becomes a better version of himself so that he can get back to the business of being amazing. Because, you know, found guilty or not, what we can't take away from the guy is that he's a brilliant actor. We, you know, we, we can't do anything about that. And his gift has, as the scripture says, made room for him. But as the young man said in the chat, you know, we do have free will. And sometimes in that free will, we do cause a lot of problems for ourselves. And we bring a lot of stuff on ourselves that we don't necessarily need to. So there is that. But Stephanie, thank you, sis. Any last words about the the conversation, about Jonathan Majors, about the interview Monday before you leave us? I thank you. We covered it all. I am going to be glued to my seat all Monday, Thursday, every day. Right. I just I can't wait to just see the the social media storm that yeah. will come from this. January 2024 has been off to a crazy start. A crazy <laughs> start. It's only day five, and like I said, life has been life, and then the world is still spinning off its axis. Stephanie, have an amazing weekend, sis. Thank you. You too. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. So what are the takeaways from tonight's show? When your mate pulls out the cell phone and start recording, you're in trouble, duck. Two, no matter how high your star rises, realize it can fall if you're not careful. Three, the onus is always on us to make the next best and right decision. When my young, my sons were young and in school, every time I dropped them off for school, I said, I love you and make good decisions. And 
I appreciate they're not perfect, but they're really, really great young men. And they have told me that that me leaving them with those last words every time they got out the car mattered to them. So regardless of what other people do, we have the opportunity, the responsibility to make the next best right decision based on what someone else has done. So we can't blame other people for our actions. We just have to take responsibility for ourselves. Before signing off tonight, allow me to invite you to join me tomorrow on my show, The Backstory, from 1 to 2, right here on KBLA Talk 1580. My guest will be Dr. Cheryl Williamson, CEO of Williamson's Media Group and author of the new book, Affirmed, Volume 2. We will be talking about her upcoming uh, program, Cheryl Magazine Women of Excellence Awards, and how to create the life of your dreams. Up next is the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Best of on Friday. Well, Zoe is off, so we'll be playing the best of. Until tomorrow, stay grateful, stay kind, stay safe, and stay inspired. <laughs> <laughs>